Hello and welcome to The Word Opened with me, Bramwell, from Holness Ministries. This is a weekly podcast opening God's Word, going through verse by verse and looking at what God's Word, the Bible, says. So each week we have been unpacking the book of Acts and taking it slowly because we're building the foundations of our faith. We're building the foundations of church. We're building the foundations as we go through Acts of how we should be directing ourselves, walking ourselves out. We can't escape that. Do you know, man tries to make their own doctrine. Man tries to make their own way and their own way in life. And you know, they, man fails. Man fails, he makes a mess up. But when we come back to the foundations of faith, the foundations of what the Bible directs us, we realize that we can't do it on our own. We realize that there is only one point of call. And that one point of call is Jesus. Jesus makes it very clear. He says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. And that's the truth. And yet man tries to do it all the time on their own. Why? Because we're born into a sinful world and we're born with a sinful nature. But as we continue to unpack the book of Acts, we're going to see the hope that Jesus brings. That a resurrected Jesus brings. So let's pick this up now from Acts 2 verse 5. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation upon heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Yeah, last week we focused on the gift of tongues and we were unpacking the gift of tongues which causes so much controversy. But it's a, it's a language. And what was happening here is that a manifestation of the Spirit in regards to a language that the disciples, the apostles were, were, were speaking was other national languages. And these people, people that had gathered in Jerusalem from different nations for the festival of Pentecost were gathered for a Jewish festival. They were devout because they had gathered in Jerusalem and they were hearing their own language. Picking up from verse 9. Pathians and Midiites and Elamites, whose dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cabdica, Pontus and Asia, Piriga and Pamphila, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Syrian, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, 
we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of wine. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring confusion, but the Holy Spirit brings understanding. You know, if people can hear their own language, it's not confusing because they understand. But there's an interesting point here as well, that just as those that could understand it were hearing, there were those that couldn't understand it. And those who couldn't understand it were mocking. Do you know those that don't understand will always mock? And I'm not just talking about you know, speaking in tongues. I'm talking about in general. There were those that will not understand Jesus. Why? Because their eyes haven't been opened. But they will mock those who do understand. It's countercultural to understand Jesus. Because understanding Jesus and having a revelation of Jesus is not of this world. Because Jesus was not of this world. He isn't of this world. Jesus is a heavenly being. Jesus is in a heavenly place. And you know, when we come into the family of God, we are also of a heavenly being. We are of a heavenly place. We are no longer of the world, even though we are in the world. You know, and so, you know, if you get mocked for your faith, then the mocking... You need to have your eyes open to realize that the mocking comes because of a lack of understanding and a lack of eyes being opened. The, lack, the, the, the demonstration of mocking actually shows where they are, that their eyes are blind. And it therefore shows who you need to be praying for. Let them mock because the mocking shows you who you need to pray for. But we see something amazing within this moment. Because this Peter, Peter who has been somebody who has been fearful, who has had no boldness at all, and we see this in other scriptures you know if we look at Matthew 14 uh, from verse 22 we see a great example of what Peter was like immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray now when evening came he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, 
walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began sinking. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Here we see a great example of what the old Peter was like here. You know, he would, he would do anything for Jesus. He would step out. He would be impulsive for Jesus. But then there was also this element of being afraid and fear. And when he took his eyes off Jesus, he became afraid. Yeah, that's so often is, can be like us. We can be afraid if we take our eyes off Jesus. You know, things in our life can sway us so much that we just fall off. We become afraid of things. You know, that's what the devil wants. The devil wants to take our eyes away from Jesus. And he wants to see us become afraid so that then we don't have that same fixation of Jesus. And we don't have then the strength because when our eyes are not on Jesus, when our life is not walking with Jesus, we then don't have the strength to be unafraid. And I'm sure that if you've walked through a, a period like that, or you know, you've probably had people say to you, oh, yeah, but remember what the Bible says. You know, God does not give us a spirit of fear. And it's so true. Now, it's, it's that sort of claim back you know, scripture that is always regurgitated out. And it is true. But it's not just about that. Yes, it doesn't give us a spirit of fear. But he also requires us to stay focused on him. To stay fixed on him. To stay obedient to him. And so Peter, in this time of learning, was learning how to do that. But also was having these moments of doubt, these moments of fear. We also see, if we look uh, in Luke 5, verse 10, again, it says, you know, Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, for now on you will catch men. Jesus recognizes, even when he calls Peter, that Peter is afraid. But he is very clear with him and says, don't be afraid. You know, that's what Jesus says to us. Don't be afraid. But how many of us actually hear that language? Hear those words. Do not be afraid. If Jesus has called you, if you've heard the voice of Jesus calling you into relationship with him, then he's not going to let you down. He's not going to leave you. I think this is a place where... It, people get a little bit, I was going to say a little bit jittery, but actually 
I think it's one of these things that you can start to realize, start to see you whether there's been a true calling upon somebody's life into the relationship with Jesus. Particularly recognizing whether there's been a baptism of the Spirit. Because the true recognition of a follower of Jesus would realize and recognize that the person that's called them is not going to let them down. Remember, Jesus is not a human being. Jesus is God incarnate. Here, when a human being calls you into something, a human being is a sinful person. And a human being can make mistakes and will make mistakes because they are human. Sometimes that mistake can be you know, because of themselves, but sometimes that mistake could be because they haven't had you know, certain teaching on something or you know those sorts of things. But within all of this, we have to remember where we are. And we also have to remember where we were. And we see this old Peter, this fearful Peter. But then in Acts 2 verse 14, we see a bold Peter. We see a Peter who takes control. And we've seen this type of pizza, pizza, Peter before. We've seen this type of Peter when... He takes the boldness, maybe an impulsiveness before with saying, you know, when they're all been praying in one accord and they and he suddenly stands and he says, well, we need to appoint another apostle to take Judas's place. You know, this Peter has been there, but now this is a Peter that has been filled with the Holy Spirit. And therefore has fired him up with boldness. And he sees what is happening. And he hears what people are saying when they're mocking. And he stands up. And he's full of boldness. Verse 14. But Peter standing up with the eleven raised his voice and said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit on those days, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved." 
Peter becomes so bold that he stands up in front of the eleven. He stands up in front of this multitude of people and he raises his voice. There is boldness in this man. And that's what the Holy Spirit can give you. The Holy Spirit can give you boldness to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit can give you the boldness to preach the gospel when you need to preach it. I want to put on a personal example here because not so long ago, I would have constantly said, and I was constantly saying, I'm not an evangelist. Now, I still say that I do not have the gift of evangelism, but I am called to evangelize. I'm called to evangelize because it's part of God's calling upon every believer's life. But I don't like it. I particularly don't like it when if I go into the streets and have to do it you know, on a street corner or whatever. But the Lord commands me to do it at certain times. I'm not saying it's all the time. I'm saying sometimes. But when he does, he gives me a boldness to preach. It's a boldness that is beyond anything that I have. I cannot do it in my own strength. But he gives me a boldness. And within that boldness, I can preach the gospel. And this is again the point. That it is only through the Holy Spirit that we can have this boldness to preach. And this is what Peter has. And so the question I have for you, first and foremost, with the gospel, is do you share it? If you don't, do you not share it out of fear? Do you not share it out of, I don't feel I have to share it? Do you not share it out of, I don't think I should share it? Do you know those last two is the devil playing with your head because you are commanded to share the gospel. Jesus says that we are to go and make disciples. We are to go and share the gospel with every creature. No, that's a command of Jesus. Now, how you do that depends on how God gives you that. But you are commanded to do it. And so therefore, if there is a fear in you to do it, then pray for a baptism of the Holy Spirit to drive that fear out. A baptism of the Holy Spirit to give you the boldness to share the gospel. I'm a strong believer in the fact that you should only evangelize when God gives you that. You know, there is a gift of evangelism of those people that have a natural desire. Their heart is desiring all the time to share it. And God bless evangelists because we need evangelists. Without evangelists, we wouldn't have anybody coming into the kingdom of heaven. We wouldn't have souls saved. But it's everybody's role to evangelize and share the gospel as well. Not at every point and every time, 
but when the Lord directs us to. And you know, if you don't do it, you are being disobedient. And if you're being disobedient to God, you are sinful before God. You may even say, I know Jesus. I'm, you may even say, I am saved and I, you, I, I've repented of my sins. But if God tells you, if Jesus tells you to go and preach the gospel, you need to go and preach the gospel. If Jesus says to you as you walk down the street, share the gospel with that person, or as you're sat with a coffee with a family member, says share the gospel. If you don't do it, you're being disobedient. You are to share the gospel and you are to be obedient. That's the calling for everyone. And so within this, we see Peter, who was a guy who was fearful. A guy who was scared, but had an impulsive nature. Suddenly has this all turned round for the good and glory of the Lord because he then preaches the gospel in boldness. Oh Lord, may this just drop in. May we totally understand this and get this right now that we are to preach the gospel in boldness. In this place right now, Lord, will you baptize with your Holy Spirit? Those that are listening, will you baptize them with your Holy Spirit? That they may have boldness to share your gospel, to share what you have done, to share the love of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, Amen. This boldness of Peter doesn't stop at this point because he becomes so bold that then we pick this up in verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Peter is standing here in boldness, speaking in Jerusalem, the place of Jesus' death, potentially with people there who were at the crucifixion. You know, remember that we are only 50 days after the crucifixion of Jesus. Potentially even people that actually had led Jesus to the cross. People that had actually been saying, crucify him. Peter is boldly saying, you have killed him. And he's also making it boldly clear as to who Jesus was. Now he's reiterating some of the things that Jesus had been saying. Because he says, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst. Now he's saying that Jesus was sent 
by God. These are things that got Jesus killed. And now Peter is standing there in full boldness saying virtually the same things. There's a boldness here in Peter that goes beyond anything that we have seen with him before. And that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit can do. It can give you a boldness beyond your natural ability. And we can mock people or we can hear of people mocking people because of their boldness. But what if they have been so empowered by the Holy Spirit that when they speak the truth, biblical truth, that biblical truth is in power and is empowered by the Holy Spirit to come out of the mouth to then pierce to pierce like a two-edged sword because that's what scripture will do it will pierce like a two-edged sword you cannot get away from it and so as we bring this session to a close and we've been spending the time looking at boldness and you know, just this small moment of Peter and his boldness at the beginning of this long you know, preach that he gives. The question that we have for you is where is your boldness? Where does your boldness stand right now? Because Peter is bold enough to be impulsive to preach in front of this crowd, but not just that in front of potentially people that have just killed Jesus, in front of people that have been there and seen the crucifixion of Jesus. He is potentially given his death sentence. And he is not afraid to do that. What about you? Do you know when we come to Jesus when we accept to have our eyes revealed uh, opened to Jesus and we know who Jesus is we lay down our lives our lives are not our own anymore we should just give over our lives because we don't have the power in our life anymore it's nothing to do with us but it's all for him because everything should be for his glory and not our glory and so if there's anything within our own lives that we're still hanging on to it needs to go we need to be bold enough to proclaim the name of Jesus and to stand for the name of Jesus. And when anything comes against us that knocks that, we stand strong. Where is your boldness? Are you bold enough that when everything comes against you, you still stand for Jesus and you will proclaim his name? as master, as healer, as restorer, as the Son of God. I just pray, I pray now that, oh Lord, will you convict hearts? Holy Spirit, will you convict hearts? Open minds to see who this Jesus is, that he is alive today. 
and again speak the boldness into people's hearts and minds, into people's lives to declare Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord and he is alive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so we will continue picking up on this next week as we continue to build on our foundations of Acts and we go in further into Peter's preach. But until next week, God bless you, stay safe, stay protected, and may you know that you are loved. God bless.